I went to see Cocaine Bear this weekend. <laughs> oh yeah, and yeah, was, I can't was, there, was there was there cocaine and a bear? There was. I can't believe I'm saying this about a film called Cocaine Bear, but there was too much plot, not enough cocaine bear. <laughs> what? 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 What is the plot besides besides? I said besides bear takes cocaine, not cocaine. Well, this bear. This is the unexpected thing. You see, it's actually it turns out a heartwarming story about family, <laughs> but Margot Martindale gets eaten in the middle. <laughs> Who? Whose family? The bears. I don't want to spoil it, Jake. Oh, okay. All right. But I will say, it was one o'clock on a Sunday, and I was the only person in the cinema. listener to this episode six of series two of the electronic wireless show rock paper shotguns pc gaming podcast and the only podcast you need in my opinion my name is alice bell and i'm joined this week by james hello james hello alice how are you uh i'm adequate um i love that it's my favorite thing you don't (laughs) (laughs) adequate well, you know, you can't be you can't be too good all the time, or the the average just gets uh, unrealistically high. But yeah, it's That's good. True. Um, I have a nice cup of tea. It's it's lightly snowing outside. Yes, tell me about the snow because I was it, this. Is, I know weather chat is very boring, and I should say, Nate, we're down a man. Nate is not with us this week, but we're gonna battle oh. on through the snow because uh, yeah, was the <laughs> snow like completely without warning, or was there weather you um, know, reportage? I, I think I think it was forecast, um, at least here in London, but I didn't really believe it. Um, snow, yeah, snow in March. Although there was, there was a oh god, this is just like proper <laughs> proper. <British laughs> <of a chat. laughs> I, I, I do remember there was really heavy snowfall a few marches back, but this this one's more a more of a light dusting. It's I say it's not really settling. It's actually just picked up a bit outside my window. Uh, this is great. Oh, this is oh, this oh, is a being British simulator yeah. for our American <laughs> listeners. <laughs> uh, we yeah, we've no snow here. Although my big news, and this is again very British, uh, plumber came yesterday, fixed the taps, fixed the nice. washer, washing machine is now fixed, heating is now fixed. Excellent. Touch wood. I'm get yeah. This is 3D podcast experience. This is me touching wood. Uh, nothing else <laughs> is going to go wrong. Although, Wait, what's the yeah. what's the status of the uh, the Udi? The Udi, uh, I washed again because when the washing machine was broken, we had to go to a laundrette. Although there isn't a laundrette yeah. in our town, so we went to like a weird you pop went out, up. You went out of town for a no. So this is so I I understand from watching television that laundrettes are quite common in America. They're not here. Everyone has a washing machine, pretty much. Mm. Um, uh, and we, so, so we had to go to like. There's a weird thing. I think it's just an Irish thing, but they might expand, I suppose. But they're like outdoor washers in like car parks of certain garages and what? supermarkets. And they're like, you have like a big load washer and a a small load washer and a dryer in a sort of industrial metal unit with a little sort of bus stop hangover and you throw your wash in there just like visible to everyone in the petrol station forecourt when you're yeah retrieving retrieving your underwear from the retrieving your period pants from the (laughs) the washing machine the public so I took up an entire washing machine, an entire public use washing machine with my hoodie, <laughs> <laughs> and then brought it home. Because if you brick 
an industrial sized washing machine that's very embarrassing so i just put it in by itself yeah, yeah. and they brought it home and had to yeah tread it um to get the water out uh, and then put it over the radiator and used the newly working heating to kind of blast it a bit okay uh, so and i'm currently wearing it and will never wash it again <laughs> excellent i call that a success yeah so yeah. we're, 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 we're laughing at the, we're laughing at the petrol station washing machines, but evidently they're they're very useful. They were, they were, and they were never not in use. People were using them. Yeah. So there is a there is a need, but uh, they're not as there was one in Brighton when I lived in Brighton that I saw. So they're just not. If, if you live in America, email in and let us know how common are laundrettes and do you have washing machines? Because I know they're, you don't have kettles, and that's uh, weird. Are they, are they called laundrettes in America? I thought they were called laundromats. Oh yeah, there you go. That's good. We're multicultural. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, furious you don't have kettles. It's weird. <laughs> Mic- microwave tea is weird, man. <laughs> it is. I don't care who knows it. And also, I complain about this a lot, but I always get culture shock when I go to the US because I always ask, I go into like Starbucks and ask for a cup of tea and then they give you like iced tea unless you specify oh yeah so you have to go can i have a cup of hot english breakfast tea with milk it's too many words <laughs> that's, too much, that's too much effort it's way too much effort <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm i'm tired from you know lugging my clothes home from the from the laundromat i just want to just a cup of tea yeah although we did um get a breakfast roll have i told you about breakfast rolls um, they're an I- irish thing they're great Oh, no, no, not Irish rolls, no. Well, at breakfast, like, in Ireland, most supermarkets have a deli counter, uh, which is, like, in the UK, when I think of that, I think of, like, a fancy kind of, like, Waitrose sort of situation. But in Ireland, you go in and you get, like, a cool, like, filled hot roll sandwich thing they have like quiche right. and pizza and stuff as well and they do breakfast rolls which is where you just go in anytime before lunch and then you can just fill a roll with like breakfast items like hash browns oh, uh, nice. sausages bacon and they're really like a ubiquitous thing and they're so good and i don't understand why the uk doesn't have them because they are incredible oh yeah when, when you said like most uk supermarkets don't have deli counters i thought oh but there's the you get a scene for you can get like they have like a giant glass wall of cold meats, etc. Yeah. Um, but it's not. Yeah, it's not like a an American deli where you can load up a massive hoagie. Yeah, it's a bit more like that actually. Thinking about it, and it's great. Big fan of it. I've, there's so much the English can learn from Ireland. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Went to see came there, and uh, the director, who is oh that woman from Pitch Perfect, whose name I can't remember, but she's great. Hmm. Um, has said she's open to doing a Cocaine Shark sequel, which I would be keen on. <laughs> no, that would work exactly. Ooh, but my yeah. point is, would the that, cocaine uh, not disperse in the seawater? And then everything would be coked up. Cocaine yeah. octopus. Three <laughs> D. But I'd be interested in a Cocaine Bear uh, cinematic universe, uh, and you know sequels and stuff. Are a big thing in video games. <laughs> nice. Thanks. So yeah, in the news this week, there were some announcements of sort of surprise sequels. So Paradox had their big uh, Paradox, I can't remember what they call it, and Paradox announcement show, which is a curiously utilitarian name <laughs> compared to like Next in Play or whatever. Um, but then I suppose they're a utilitarian company, you know. Um, they've announced City Skylines 2 for later this year. The first City Skylines is uh, eight years old. Happy birthday exactly. to City Skylines. Yeah, um, yeah. this week, I can't remember what the actual date oh. is. Possibly today as we record it. Oh, um, yeah. But um, yeah, so New City Skylines, they've called it a, a revolutionary uh sequel which okay <laughs> mm. Uh, mm. i'm not i'm not sure how much is going to be different in it city skylines is a a big you know city builder it's like a sim city build skyscrapers yeah, and that yeah. yeah so we'll see uh 
there's also a new Dragon back, Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenkaichi, which is uh, that the first one is 16 years. Not the first one. The last entry is 16 years uh, ago. And Bamco have announced they're doing a new one. It's a fighting game. Uh, yeah, it's like a it's like a free free. The, the, the original ones were like three D fighting games, right? We could actually zip around. So, as they, if you they, were a shouting blonde man. Indeed, uh, they did. It's weird because they did Dragon Ball Fighters, and that was a pretty big success. I remember a few years ago, Dragon Ball Dragon Ball Fighters. Oh, yeah. Fighters. Um, yeah. Uh, so that's coming back, uh, and then the, we got new rumors, and there have been rumors intermittently for a long time uh, that there's going to be a Counter Strike Two, uh, and there were fresh rumors and uh, and a report um, from Richard Lewis, a journalist, that Counter Strike Two global got like a new CS:GO basically is being made in the Source Two engine, and it could release with the working title of Counter Strike Two, and there's some other stuff. Um, a CSGO leaker tweeted that two new executable files uh, called CS, CSGO S2 and CS2 have been introduced uh, in an NVIDIA leak. So there are, there are rumblings about that. And uh, CSGO, I think, is, I want to say, 10 years? Yeah, actually. I think you're right. I, think, I remember yeah. playing it at like, um, 2013 Eurogamer Expo. Yeah, as it was called then. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah. Have you played? Did I asked you off mic? But you played a bit of CS:GO. I played like a like a tiny weeny bit. Um, but yeah, this my 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 understanding of this is it isn't Counter Strike Two isn't supposed to be a proper sequel. It's essentially CS:GO ported to Source Two, like Dota Two was a few years ago. Oh uh, yeah. So in, so in theory, in but it's a you know if it's if it's called Counter Strike Two, um, then you know they're obviously they they must think of it as a sequel. Um, oh yeah, sorry, I've read the rest of the, uh, our news story. The, <laughs> yeah, the tweet said that uh, it was claimed that it won't be Counter Strike Two; it would just be a CS:GO Source Two. Yeah. Um, I, 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 the the benefits to that to Dota were like uh, fairly minor. Like it was like modestly um, better, like visuals and performance. Um, I think they said the the one of the like supposed benefits of the Counter Strike Two would be a be- better something tick rate, uh, so less being shot around walls, maybe. <laughs> um, like I, like I say, I don't, I don't really play Counter Strike Source. Um, CSGO, I mean. Um, CSGO. Yeah. Um, I, Dragon Ball Z. Uh, that's, a, that's a surprise. Um, I know, yeah. 16 years after the... 16 years. And I would, like, you'd have thought they'd carry on with Dragon Ball Fighters. Fighters. Before this. Yeah. But, Maybe, like, I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm not familiar with Dragon Ball Fighters. Is that more of a traditional... Like two D fighter, yeah, it's a two D uh, sort of like street fighter kind of okay. kind of business. They could yeah. may they could maybe keep those going, those two going at the same time. Yeah, um, don't don't really yeah. know anything about uh, Budokai Ten Ten Kaichi Four. They've just shown like a very brief teaser trailer. Mm. Um, yeah, Paradox announced a bunch of stuff at the the Paradox announcement show, including like. DLCs for Crusader Kings 3 and Europa Universalis 4 and they also announced like a Sims uh, kind of what would the word be? Challenger to the Sims, a sort of Sim sim Life game. Um, So we'll see how they go with that. But yeah, I wanted to talk about sequels because we talked about um, last week we talked about remakes and remasters uh, and I feel like sequels are sort of a, a cousin to those. Because uh, you get a lot of sequels rather than new IPs, but I th- it sort of feels different in video games because you know you every so often you get a think piece from people who like film, sort of saying like people are just remaking old properties and yeah. making sequels and stuff, but nobody really complains about that in games. And there are some 
ridiculously long running series that have been going since, you know, the 80s. Um, I just think it's an interesting kind of difference culturally. What's, Maybe, what's yeah. one of your uh, favorite long running series, James? Favorite long running series? Good question, actually. Um, Very good question, actually. Um, <laughs> most of my most of my favorite games end in a two or a three. Really? Uh, <laughs> well, it feels like it, yeah. Um, well, I've got uh, up, I've, I've got up the the list of longest video game franchises on Wikipedia, um, oh, yeah. and it it's it's bananas because one of my favorites would be like assassin's creed but the first assassin's creed was 2007 that's small fry you know (laughs) like street fighter first street fighter game was 1987 oof 35 years oof that's bananas tomb raider 96 the first tomb raider was yep like the first final fantasy 1987 Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog, ninety one. It's it's yeah. It feels like video games are built on series. It's it's funny that uh, Street Fighter is only up to Street Fighter six. In all that time, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Come come on, guys. Get it together. Up your up your numbers. Um, Metroid was eighty six. The Tales series was ninety five. That feels way older than I would have thought. Hmm. Um, oh, I, 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 I don't know if I should admit this. I really like the Ratchet and Clank games on PlayStation. I like Ratchet and Clank. I mean, who yeah. doesn't? They're, they're fun. They're fun. It, it's fun for all the family. It is. Um, it is. Even the and most it... recent one, which went like a bit Naughty Dog-ish um, <laughs> with like real feelings and junk. I know, yeah. <laughs> um, that, it, was, it was still really good. Um <laughs> Yeah, yeah. On, on 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 PC. Uh, I'm mm, yeah. I don't have a, I don't have a lot of ancient stuff in my library. If I'm completely honest, how do um, you feel about Resi? Uh, I'm not into it. Um, I can I, I I do respect what they've done with Resi because they they do seem to have found a way to make make Resi games in a lot of different styles without really alienating anyone. Um, True. I. Uh, Actually, I don't think Resident Evil Six is that highly regarded. Um, I gave it forty five percent in PC Gamer. Which is six? Uh, uh, it's the one where it's like the co op one, which has like four, uh, four different campaigns where you play yeah. as almost the entire major Resident Evil series cast. I think I remember um, that one. I remember five. Five was kind of rubbish. Uh, seven, I thought was pretty decent. Yeah, I, I I really like what they did with these seven, like going back, like changing up the, uh, like switching to first person, making it more conventional horror. Um, so yeah, uh, maybe there's we 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 tend to think of games that run for ages as just being like, oh yes, I, I think some people do just think, oh sequels, or oh, oh, same thing every time, mm. oh. but there is you do get series which experiment a bit. Or a lot, like between different games. Um, yeah, especially, especially if there's like year, years and years between them. <laughs> um, that yeah. said, um, one one series I was thinking of was the Far Cry series, and that's kind ah. of a, that's kind of that's kind of a funny one because the first three were all like completely different to each other. Um, the first, like the first one was, you know, it's very noughties. Uh, like more military shooter, and then the second mm. one was this big open world. You have malaria all the time, fire damage, fire damage, fire damage. Uh, and then the third one was, you know, what we what we think what we think of as the quintessential Ubisoft formula of open world, lots of map markers. Mm. Um, and actually, I remember I remember being well into Far Cry three and four. Um, I think the issue there is that every you you have like three games which are really too different to each other, and then every game since Far Cry Three has basically just been Far Cry Three. <laughs> with yeah, I think Ubi got well, I, I, kind of comfortable. That, that, that's, right? that, that's harsh, but they're you know very very similar formula. 
to Far Cry 3. A uh, very similar like feel. Um, and there's been like what, four games since then. Far Cry Primal 5, New Dawn, and 6. Five was disappointing, uh, man. I, yeah, I, like, I can get into five. I, it, the trailers and kind of the concept and stuff was really cool, and then it just kind of didn't actually properly swing swing for the fences with it. Yeah. But uh, oh, Primal as well. I've talked about Primal quite a bit because they did the funniest uh, PR promo thing for it where they just got like a carver to make a PlayStation out of stone. <laughs> <laughs> Just quite, it's quite funny. I think they had a PR trip where people slept in a cave or something as well. Oh, we didn't go on, but like, no. <laughs> why would you? Why would you want to? No, exactly. Why would you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Elder Scrolls is uh, way older than I. Oh thought. yeah, yeah. The first Elder Scrolls, which was Elder Scrolls Arena, which uh, was like you know, no, yeah, open world kind of action game with a, a lady in like a bikini on the cover <laughs> um, like a, a swords and sandals kind of deal uh, that was 1994 Gosh. it was an MS-DOS game yeah which is crackers Man. given that we're only up to six <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, like we're you say six, six plus the MMO that's true yeah uh. and six isn't even out yet Microsoft Flight Sim was 1982 <laughs> And the current one is big business. It's like genuinely wrinkling my brain how old some really like established things are. Yeah, you know, like yeah, Keystone games. These aren't just like these aren't just like tolerated as having had a lot of sequels. Like you, you know, Flight Sim is beloved. Yeah, by people by people who are into it. Um, you know. Street Fighter's the same. Um, so, <laughs> Sonic. Uh, 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 the, the brand. The, the 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 brand is strong. Yeah, you could, you could say it's been a tough time for Sonic fans over the years, and I respect them. I have a huge mm. amount of respect for Sonic fans. They've stuck yeah. by them, you know. Yeah, but, but, uh, but when there's like a new Sonic game coming out, people generally aren't like, "Oh God, not another one." They're kind of like, "Please, please let this one be good." It's like a. One time I saw a tweet or something saying that like uh, fans of The Walking Dead like watch it religiously and then talk about how much they hate it. <laughs> I get a similar vibe with like Sonic fans whenever a new game comes around. They're like, I'll buy it, but it's going to be terrible. <laughs> and God bless them for that. Um, do you think the video game industry could survive without sequels? It would probably be smaller. Yeah, but, but yeah. yeah, yeah. Would it be bad? I, would it be worse without sequels? Do you know, honestly, I think it would. Um, I think you'd be you'd be missing out on a load of classic games. Yeah, um, you wouldn't have the chance to really it it iterate it. Sometimes uses a dirty word, just like oh, they haven't changed much. But often, often it is just about making the game better in ways which they like maybe just missed the first time around. Mm. I mean, I like. Yeah, I find myself so often saying I wish that they had made a new game instead of this about some sequels. But at the same time, mm. you know, Assassin's Creed 2, for example, is is really good. And it yeah. fixes yeah. a lot of the stuff from the first Assassin's Creed. I guess, you know, Ubisoft are great at making second games. <laughs> <laughs> so... But surely there's a middle ground. I don't know. And why? Like, do you think? Like, do you have an inkling as to why maybe series is is uh, more expected and you know accepted and long running and and stuff uh, compared to maybe other mediums? Or am I making that up? Are other mediums equally as equally? Uh I'm not. I'm not sure. I think there's probably there's probably more prestige attached to original films mm. um, compared to sequels, whereas sequels and original games and, and original games, I think, tend to be judged on more even footing. Yeah. 
Um, oh yeah, that's a that's a that's a that's a tricky one. Um, I don't know, maybe that because it I, costs so much and it takes so much time to make a video game compared to like a film. Because it takes yeah, like from from I the mean, from the business perspective, you know, we can we can we can moan about companies making just sequels after sequels. But if you hmm. like, in with Skylines two. If you've if you've got the sky if you've got the city skylines name and you have the original developers on board and they have ideas for it, even if you mm. even if like if you just want to make a city builder, why would you not just make city skylines too? Mm. Mm. And the thing is, is like with books as well, it like they take a long time, but they still take less time than the video game. And also, it's only one stupid prick wasting their time if it goes wrong. <laughs> so. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Whereas yeah, yeah. With video games, you're committing possibly hundreds of people, depending. Yeah, so on... they, would, they want to make the the, the safer yeah. bet. And I suppose that's why, I've, you know, I've talked myself to coming to an extremely obvious point. But that's why the ecosystem is, I guess, how it is. Where like the bigger games are usually big sequels, and then yeah, the, yeah. The, the, as you go down the chain, you get smaller things that are weirder and more standalone there you go didn't need to do this podcast <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is interesting when you do get an original game but it's kind of you can kind of sense that they're like the publishers are hoping it'll become this big franchise yeah <laughs> like with um i i i especially got that sense with uh the callisto protocol oh um, so bad yeah you know there's definitely a sense that they want to make that a big series and they've got that uh you know heavily like star-studded tie-in uh yeah. is it like a, a a novel or a a, a graphic novel i can't remember um, i think that you could i got that with um uh mass effect andromeda like you could tell they were hoping it would be like you know like the star wars <laughs> chunks of three kind of thing oh yeah but then, I, I think that was that was like um yeah, I think that they 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 did they, they're not did they not say that outright like before it came out. This is the start of a a new. I can't remember, Mass but Effect I do. Trilogy. I do remember afterwards they didn't do any DLCs and just brought out books uh, instead. Oh yeah, and yeah, they like, they cancelled the DLCs. I think. Well, no, they claimed like I remember very clearly that someone was like, "No, the plan was always to not do DLCs and not books or something." Oh. Bullshit. <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> and now they've gone back, they're just doing a sequel to the mainline Mass Effect again. Because it's yeah. safer, isn't it? Are they, there oh, the, the, actually, this, this, this new Mass Effect game confused me a bit. Because it's meant to, is it meant to be a sequel to both the original trilogy and Andromeda, somehow? I don't know, man. I'm just letting Bioware do whatever now. They can just... <laughs> who knows jeez the class the classic dilemma of do you stick with your original vision or do you just bring garris back uh yeah yeah i mean <laughs> the thing is though that if they bring like i am the problem because if they just bring garris back i probably will clap like a trained seal you know? yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah so that's where i am anyway uh, let's uh let's move off uh, potential future sequels uh, and talk about what we've been playing in the now so I've been playing uh, Deep Rock Galactic which to be honest I have been doing every Thursday night for about a year and a half now really? Um, yeah yeah. Um, well, every, every Thursday they release um, uh, a new deep dive which is like a special mission type um, where it's like it's three consecutive missions, um, where you can't like go back to base in between them. You have to, you know, share your res- share your like ammo and resources uh, okay, across yeah. the full three missions. Um, and it's like no- normally normally deep rock missions are all like fully randomly generated, but deep dives are the same for everyone. Um, but but there's just like a new one every Thursday. So ah. so me, me and my friends have a, a, a ritual where we all meet up on Thursday and play the new deep dive. Oh, that's um, great! Anyway, um, so it had its fifth anniversary update last week. 
Um, Deep Rock Galactic is five years. Uh, oh five my... years since early access. Yeah. Oh I my god. It, I think it. I think it left early access in like 2020. Um, but yeah, it's time. One those... Time marches on, James. It makes fools of us all. <laughs> um, so I had its fifth anniversary update last week, and uh, it includes a playable build of the game as it was when it first released in early access in 2018. What? <laughs> um, so you, like, so you, can, you, can choo- you can choose to play just like the game normally, like as it is now, or you can play essentially a snapshot of how the game played and looked when it first came out. Oh, is it terrible and janky? How is it? Yes. Um, well, it's a, very, <laughs> it's a very cool thing to do. And it's, it's interesting in the sense you can see how far it's come in that time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it does suffer from the problem of the 2018 version just not being very good uh, <laughs> or, or as good. Yes. Um, like the, the art isn't very developed. Um, the shooting's not tight. The movement's like slower, more sluggish. Um, there's only like one mission type compared to, I think, six now, circa 2023. Wow. Uh, that, that's good. That, it makes you appreciate the how it is now more, yeah, presumably. Yeah. <laughs> makes you realize how lucky you are um also there are no uh weapon overclocks which are the gun specific upgrades which uh kind of drastically change how each gun works so there's an overclock for a, a shotgun where if you jump and fire it downwards it propels you into the air <laughs> um and there's an overclock for a grenade launcher which turns it into a, like a miniature nuke launcher uh and i maybe didn't fully appreciate it um, just playing the game normally, but these are actually a massive contributor to the, I guess, the bombast and the the humor mm. of being a Deep Rock Galactic Dwarf in 2023. Um, so yeah, interesting as a museum tour almost. Uh, <laughs> but but we but we did just play one mission in the 2018 build, complained the whole time, and then went back to the current version. <laughs> but did you have a nice time? On on balance, yes. Good. Is it, good. Is it good? maybe the real rock was the friends you made along the way? No, oh, yeah. <laughs> rock and stone. What have uh, you been playing, Alice? I've been playing a few things. I played Outlanders, which mm-hmm. uh, I reviewed for the website rockpapershotgun.com. Uh, and it's a kind of town builder uh, where the, the idea is that you are a group of kind of Settlers, uh, lowercase s, on <laughs> you know, like building a new town, new world, you're starting from scratch. It's very, um, kind of charming. The uh, animations are very cute. Like when people eat, they just get a piece of fruit or like a mushroom from your storeroom and then smash yeah. it into their head until it disappears. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> well, the, the Minecraft uh, eating technique. <laughs> Indeed. Um, And the little buildings are very cute and lovely and you build little farms and you can have different crops and stuff. Um, It's quite hard. It's quite micromanagey. Like your most important resource are your people. And uh, especially early on, you don't have many of them because they you get more people not by making your place nice to live so people move in but by uh your current settlers fucking <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and having kids and the kids have a life cycle and they can't enter the adult work pool until they are adults uh, and that some of your adults will die of old age so um early on you have to like move people around a lot and micromanage where people are working to get the resources you need yeah. and stuff um uh, you can do fun stuff like issue edicts. So if you don't have very much food, you can use uh, food rations so that people don't starve right. to death, which is very annoying when they do that. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, I use that quite a lot, actually, because by the end, like, because obviously, because it's from like having children, the more people you have, the more people you have, if that makes sense. Like, it increases yeah, exponentially. Yeah. Um, and you can also do stuff like issue an edict for to make people love one another, so they don't work as hard, but they all have sex and have babies. <laughs> so what? <laughs> yeah, because you need more people. Like the the so campaign you, you, is about. Oh, you can just tell people to to 
mate. Yeah, you can in- enforce breeding. <laughs> oh, okay. I was gonna because I, I was gonna ask is like the challenge. Does the challenge come from trying to get people to balance uh, work in the grain fields whilst also you're kind of nudging them towards you know meeting someone special? Yeah. And no, progress- no, the challenge it's it's not simulated that deeply. Um, they will just have babies with whoever. It's just, oh, okay. You know, quite egalitarian. Um, oh, oh. Uh, and, you know, like collective ownership and everyone can do everything kind of thing. Um, so um, you don't need to like train people to do different jobs. Right. Just okay. move them around. Um, it's really fun. It's got a good sense of humor. It's got a campaign that's like 29 missions. You can do sandbox as well, but the campaign introduces, you know, more stuff gradually. Uh, one of my favorite ones early on is that it teaches you how to build like a supply chain for bread. So you have to grow grain yeah. and then there's a mill and then the baker uh, by setting you the challenge of uh, storing enough bread to build a wicker man bread effigy. <laughs> 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 um, there's a, one a couple of levels after that that I really struggled with where it's a very barren area. It doesn't have any resources apart from rock. Um mm. And you have a finite amount of wood and you have to try and get like a population of 70. And I missed it by five because I didn't Ooh. force people to start having sex early <laughs> enough. So, so at the end it was like it was um, twenty it was twenty adults surrounded by like forty-five inbred toddlers. <laughs> the ratio was off, James. Rookie mistake to not enforce breeding earlier I on. No, yeah. In your, I know. in your rock farm. Uh, but it is really fun. It's um, fairly cheap, I think, as well for what it is. It's about sixteen. I think it's sixteen dollars. I don't know how much it is in euros and quids. Um, but uh, really fun, and you can like later on, you can introduce really bougie stuff. Like you can grow pumpkins and then have a pumpkin pie shack, uh, or like <laughs> a smoothie shack. Uh, you know, it's it's really cute and it's got a good sense of humour. So I do like that. Um, I've also been playing. Uh, a game called Stuffo the Puzzle Bot. Um, okay, I've not heard of which, this. Yeah, it's uh, so the lads who made uh, Noita, the simulated pixels, physics-y, witch game, roguelike thing, um, one of them went on and made uh, Baba is Me, uh, Baba is You even, and this is another puzzle game from another one of the Noita lads. Uh, it's very hard, it's very cute. It's 2D side-on and you play a little bot, a robot, and you have to get you know, from one side of a level to another by moving boxes around. And you can only put a box in one square above, below, or to the left or right of you. And you can only climb up a box. It's one box high. It's very difficult. Right. Um, but it's fair. It's good and very cute. Again, I like the little robot. And he's called Stuffo. <laughs> <laughs> uh and I also tried Sons of the Forest. Have you played oh, yeah. Sons of yes, the Forest? Yes, yeah, you have, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, I played a bit of old Sons. Uh, uh, how, how, how long did you last before, before resorting to cannibalism, if indeed you have? I didn't even get that far. I, oh, right. I got murked by a, 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 a cannibal uh quite quickly as soon as okay. I went off the beaten track but my my contention is that this is not a video game this is an early noughties horror game that would uh, an early noughties horror movie horror action B movie that would have starred a pro wrestler or an ex American football player in the lead role because <laughs> right. they couldn't get Jason Statham <laughs> uh, just all of that opening cinematic was like the most <laughs> like you're in a helicopter. You have a tattoo on your wrist that says "Fight Demons." <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it 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 looks like it just says "Fight," and then there's a dramatic reveal where you pull your sleeve down slightly and it says "Demons." Yeah. Oh, it's so good. And then that that guy Kelvin is just kind of staring at you and grinning in a really unsettling way. <laughs> uh, are, are, are you not a Kelvin fan? Uh, I'm not not a Kelvin fan. I just like. I saw the guy staring at me and I was like, oh, that guy's weird. And then I saw his name tag said Kelvin. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you're stuck with him now, unfortunately. I am, yeah. I love that you apparently don't even think he's smart enough to read because you just like <laughs> throw the pages at him in contempt. <laughs> Poor Kelvin. Man. No, yeah. Um, 
So if if I I will say you, you may have seen this, um, Sons of the Forest does have a an excellent uh, death screen where your character appears like writhing on the ground in agony <laughs> while all his stuff falls on his face. <laughs> like, like, like when you're using your phone in bed and you accidentally drop it, it lands in you. Like, ah, it's like it's like that, but with all his like GPS equipment and his tins of cat food and his shotgun. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> I don't. It's it's such a kind of opaque game as well to figure stuff out. I built a floor and then I couldn't put my tent on it and I was cross. But um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's that's good. Sons of the forest. There you go. Everyone loves it. No tower of jocularity this week, but we still can oh. do a good a good wear to a good a day good- to wear hard. Yes. Uh, which begins with the news that Amazon are getting into PC components. Uh, really? sort, of, sort of, yeah. They have launched the Amazon Basics computer cooling fan, uh, which is a CPU air cooler, which appears to be uh, a rebranded old Cooler Master model. Cool. Uh, <laughs> now... As I said in the as I said in the in the news post about this, which you can read on rockpapershotgun.com, uh, the good news is that a big company is throwing its weight behind uh, affordable low end components at a time where everything seems to cost, you know, a trillion pounds. Yeah. The bad news is it's Amazon Basics. Oh no. And I, <laughs> and I, I I know I know the factory that made this, um, evidently. From what it looks like, made com- made coolers for Cooler Master, who are a reputable components vendor. Uh-huh. At the same time, I have an Amazon Basics camera tripod, and it is the <laughs> it is the flimsiest piece of shit I've ever spent money on. <laughs> so, oh no! So my question to you, Alice, is: Would you put something with Amazon Basics written on it inside your PC? I mean. <sighs> Probably not, because in the same way, like I, I'm the kind of rube that will like buy branded paracetamol. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I like, and you're telling me that your tripod is a piece of shit. So, like, why you know, I don't want my yeah, PC yeah. to explode. No, it will, you know, disintegrate. Um, so yeah, it's a. It will be interesting to see if Amazon do more PC components. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I'm imagining like motherboards made out of paper and <laughs> it's just a graphics card that has like a little mouse in it. Yeah, ply- plywood PC cases. <laughs> uh, but it's uh, cheap. Uh, it's cheap. It's cheap. There you go. Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, I guess we'll we'll end a good day to wear hard um, with a plug, if I may. Um, oh no! For, well, you can, of course, but can we first do some sort of cowboy and beans based <laughs> metaphor? Oh god. Okay, we we will out of out of tribute to Nate. Yeah. Um, so the cow the cowboy goes to the uh, general store looking for uh-huh. his favorite branded. Um, baked beans, but only finds uh, tavern basics. Uh, <laughs> baked beans. Yeah, and he takes them home, and they like they kind they kind of work as beans. Um, but they do kind of leave him a bit empty inside. Oh, the poor cowboy! No, not 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 literally. Like I'm sure they're perfectly filling beans. But in, in, his, <laughs> in, in his soul, he knows they're not as good. They're not as good. Oh. As Thank his favourite beans. His favourite beans. All right, plug away. Plug away. Yes, so uh, this, possi- possibly by the time this podcast goes live, goes live, goes live, I definitely this week, um, we are relaunching our How to Build a PC Guide, um, including, for the first time, uh, full start to finish video guide. Ooh. Um, so last last year, Liam and I convinced 
uh, corporate overlords Reedpop to finance a little jolly down to Brighton on the pretense of shooting a video guide on how to build a gaming PC. Uh, except we cocked up and actually did shoot a video guide on how to build a PC. Um, oh, and it's no. all, and it's it's almost ready. Um, all already delete is applicable. Um, I'm just plugging. I'm just plugging it now, but it is geared towards absolute absolute beginners. So if you've been thinking of building your very own custom rig, uh, please do have a look. And if you do build something, uh, send me a picture because I'd love to see it. <sighs> please do email podcast at rockpapershotgun.com or at James on on the twitters with your custom <laughs> rigs. Um, I I might have a go because I know. Please do. I know now roughly how all the bits in my PC work, but I don't really know how to take them out and put new ones in. Yeah, well, so, look, look, when you learn to build a PC, you kind of also learn how to like switch in and upgrade your components in the future. That's great. Um, so yeah, and and I, don't, I think I think it's good fun. I think I think it, I think it is good fun. Um, yes, very excited to show show it with you all. Maybe it's like very very expensive model making. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of. Kind I can of. get behind that. Maybe. Lovely. Thank you very much, James. Yeah, you're very welcome. I'm so I'm sorry we we can't. The, the tower is closed this week. There's a there's it's a. It's been boarded up. Back in five minutes. Poster mm. on the door. <laughs> all right, that brings us to the end of this week's podcast. And all there is left now to do is recommendations. Because every week we recommend something that is not a video game. Uh, James, what are you recommending this week? Uh, I'm afraid I'm recommending yet another confectionery item. This is um, great. We're, this is we're building up so much like James character. You eat <laughs> a lot of stuff. Oh god, I, I eat so much, Alice. Um, <laughs> maybe yeah, definitely too much. Anyway, um, so my recommendation is Nomo deliciously creamy chocolate bar, um, which is vegan. And Ooh. free from dairy, gluten, eggs, and nuts. Now, I am not. I am not vegan, and I don't have a gluten intolerance. But I will eat foods that fall under both of those umbrellas um, if the context asks for it. Um, and I have in the past been fed vegan <laughs> be, vegan chocolate by by actual vegans who tell me. Something along the lines of, "Oh yeah, like you can't tell the difference. It's just, it's just as good as regular chocolate." And every time, it's, it's just like, "It's oh, not poor shit." Yeah. <laughs> um, but this, this finally, I actually think does just taste like chocolate. Ooh, not like super high end chocolate. It has a bit of um, a bit of that Easter egg chocolate quality. Um, oh, I'm into or, that though. Or, may, or maybe like a Sainsbury's own brand chocolate. But yeah, I, I, I like that too. Um, it's a it's the first uh, vegan chocolate I've I've just you know just bought to enjoy. Um, oh, excellent! So yeah, I'm a fan so, of that. Not it's like two quid for an eighty five gram bar, which isn't outrageous. I'll yeah, take that. Av- I'll available take that. from probably all or some good supermarkets. Fabulous. Thank you very much. Uh, I am going to recommend Strong Female Character by Fern Brady, the comedian. It's sort of an autobiography, um, but sort of mostly sort of based around um, her life experience uh, as an autistic woman. She was diagnosed very recently, only in the last sort of few years. Okay. Um, And it's using that context to look back at some key events in her life. It's hard to explain it's not funny because she went through some properly harrowing stuff yeah but at the same time the way she writes it is is funny um she's a comedian i guess um uh and it's really good really interesting um yeah i just think it's great okay i think yeah that's that's a really good concept for a book um you know looking looking back on things with new context yeah, yeah. She even well, she when she was a teenager because she knew that she didn't feel great, you know. Um, and she said, um, you know, when she was a kind of an older teenager, to um, 
a psychologist, I think, that she was going to, she said, I think I have autism. And he said, no, you're making eye contact and have a boyfriend, so you can't. Uh, that can't be what it is. Yeesh. Um, uh, and yeah, it's um, great. Definitely recommend it. There you go. Excellent. Uh, Lovely. So next week, hopefully, Nate will be back from whatever strange journey he's gone on this week. Um, mm. But if for any, now, if, anyone's, if anyone's seen him, uh, yeah. Last day. Oh, send postcard we, too. We didn't. We 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 did. We haven't discussed um, the air quotes results of the Beast Wars Discord oh, vote. Yeah. Um, which I mean, yeah, obviously you want to bring this up. <laughs> well, no. Um, I I I still don't feel there is a a clear a clear winner. Um, I thought that I, I, I know so, someone someone brought up someone someone brought up the fact that if we're doing animals by weight, I would have a numbers <laughs> I would have a numbers advantage, but I have a numbers advantage in I feel my weakest animal. The birds. No, the I think birds. the birds are quite a st- the the artillery is quite a strong. I because I I saw. An analysis that I think was kind of the consensus, which is that maybe I made better use of my animals, but you won. I don't know if they said they won. I definitely don't think that was a consensus. Um, okay, well, that's a, still a, a being... Lot of, a lot of... A lot of <laughs> there's, been a, there's been a lot of debate and not a lot of decision-making. <laughs> We've kind of undermined democracy uh, with this. <laughs> oh, uh, no. So ap- apologies, democracy. Ap- apologies to society. Um, yeah, I guess, I guess, I guess, I, I guess, if Nate's not here, it can maybe wait another week. Okay. Well, I think so Nate's... someone, so, someone, someone decide definitively. Me. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> if you want to join in with the debates uh, around what animals would be other animals in a fight, um, then you can join the Discord. The link is in the show notes. Uh, as uh, uh, links to the merch store. You can also find Rock Paper Shotgun on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok, where I believe uh, Liam has posted a fan cam about Kelvin. Not sure. <laughs> Might have. Um, uh, but for all your PC gaming needs, just go to www.rockpapershotgun.com. But for now, it's goodbye from me, Alice Bell, and it is goodbye from James. Goodbye. See you again next week. Bye. I never say your last name. <laughs> is that rude? <laughs> no, that's fine. People, people, can, people can look it up. Yeah.